Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brennan Escott joining you. It's 134 in Edmonton. Had a very spirited conversation with Mark Spector. And looking forward to our next one coming up to get a little bit of education on Dominic Cahoon. We're going to go to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, and we're pleased to be joined by our headliner today for Touchback Safety. From fall protection to forklift training, trust the experts at touchbacksafety.com. Your safety is their goal. We welcome back to the show. Longtime NHLer. Uh, he works on the Pittsburgh Penguins shows, and he also is on NHL Network. A guy the Edmonton Oilers once tried to sign. Michael Rupp joins us on Oilers now. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing well, Bob. Thanks for having me on. I know we've told the story before. I believe it was the 2011 offseason. It's when you ended up going to the Rangers, right? Is that when Edmonton was putting some calls in on you? Was that the year? Yeah. Yeah, that was the uh they're one of the one of the teams in the mix that I had to kind of navigate through and um you know, I was uh I'd say it's fairly close to becoming an oiler and uh would have been you know, it's always fun to look back and wonder what if, but uh yeah, it was uh certainly one of the finalists. We mentioned today, uh the Oilers actually on this date in two thousand eleven, we were in LA and Happy Bullen had shut the Kings out three nothing. Edmonton started the year eight two and two that year, and Nick had a nine sixty three save percentage in his first eight games. Uh he shut you guys out two nothing earlier in the season. Was often unbelievable. The Kings ended up firing Terry Murray after that game and hired Daryl Sutter. And where did the New York Rangers end up in the 2011-2012 season? Just trying to, oh, I'm trying to. Something's piqued my interest there. How'd you guys end up doing that year? Uh, we uh, <laughs> well, that year we were. I think we were in a Presidents Trophy race, kind of with Vancouver that year, if I'm not mistaken, and then. Uh, they ended up, I think Vancouver ended up winning that. And then that was the year in 2012 season uh, or playoffs where 
We lost in the Eastern Conference Finals to the Devils, and they went on to then, I guess, lose to the uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, and then uh, and then the Rangers made it a couple years later. But I think you're on a Minnesota at that point. Let me ask you this: We just had a spirited conversation with Mark Spector. Edmonton's added a lot of skill, including a guy that you know well, and Dominic Cahoon. Speckett's concerned about the Oilers' ability to play playoff-type hockey. You had a very specified role. You were an energy forward that brought toughness and character to your team and size. Has the game evolved from when you played? Yeah, it certainly has. Uh, You know, yeah, I would say it has. uh, It has in the regular season a lot. But in the playoffs, I still think there's a certain level of that that's that's very prevalent. We've seen that in the last couple years. I mean, to win playoff hockey, you've got to be able to play in different ways. I guess, you know, the big thing for me, it's like, I, you know, just using analogies, and I, I know you, you like football. I, it's, you know, if you're a, if you're a dome team and you're used to playing on turf, that's all good. Um, but what happens in the playoffs if you got to go play in Chicago and you got to play in the the snow or in the mud or yep. any of these other situations or up in Green Bay? Uh, that you know, that to me is the the equivalent of playoff hockey. So you can do and you can look great in the regular season on the turf. But uh, you're going to have to find ways to manufacture wins, and uh, it's going to look different ways, and you've got to have that. And the, the grit part of the game in the playoffs is, is here. It's never left, and I don't think it ever will go anywhere. So here's the situation with Edmonton last year. Uh, McDavid and Drysaddle were both plus players, true five-on-five. Five. So not counting special teams, because the Oilers are the best power play in 40 years, Mike but they gave up 10 shorthanded goals against. Every coach in the league would take that, by the way. they take a 30% power play if you give up 10 shorties. Uh, but their third and fourth line centers were minus 20 and minus 19, five on five. So the organization had to improve the type of play. So they went and brought in Terrace to be a third line center. Um, they're bringing back Pugliarvi, giving him another chance. They re-signed Tyler Ennis, and now they've added Dominic Cahoon. Not to mention the emergence of Yamamoto, who was not with Edmonton when Edmonton went into Pittsburgh last year, a year ago around this time. Um, so from your perspective, what can you tell us about Cahoon, and how important do you think it is for a team like Edmonton that was top-heavy with, say, three forwards to add some compensatory forwards that can change the complexion and the makeup of their team's game? Yeah, before I get to Cahoon, you brought up a great point, Kyle Terrace, and I think that that's one that um, I think it could go down as one of the more underrated moves in this in this off season um, because Kyle Terrace was a, a player who was very good on both sides of the puck, um, played a particular role in Ottawa. Then he goes, uh, you know, he ends up he ends up getting to Nashville, and and uh, for whatever reason things don't work out, and and I think that's because he's looked to 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 drive offense and play you know, very well defensively. And um, he's a guy who, who, again, plays really good defensive hockey. And, you know, with the Evans Oilers, he can be a little more sheltered in that lineup as far as, you know, you know listen, the Oilers aren't going to win and lose if Kyle Turris is driving offense, but they can win and lose if he's negating the other team's offense and playing good, sound, you know, third-line center minutes. So I think that that's going to be a really nice addition. And then Dominic Cahoon, you know, the best way for me to explain this guy as a player in Pittsburgh and getting to see him up close and personal there is, is at first it seemed like he, you know, he didn't really have his role on the team or how he fit in. And then all of a sudden his game got going. And I'll tell you what, there was not, there was a, there was no more, uh, there was no one that was more kind of disgruntled when he got traded than Evgeny Malkin. 
he found a chemistry with Evgeny Malkin, played really well on that second line with him. And, you know, uh, Pittsburgh chose a, a different route and to get familiar face, some familiar face back in, in Connor Sherry. And I think Evan Rodriguez was part of that deal as well. Um, you know, it's, it's a situation where this kid can play, and he can play in Chicago. And, you know, putting him in the right spot, I, I, I think that it goes a long way when you get a player like uh, Gino Malkin that, that's not very happy that you're gone. So I think that that shows that this kid can play. He's very serviceable. Um, you know, he's not going to be – he's not a gritty player. He's, he's not going to play that, that type of hockey, but he can, he can think the game at a high level with the, with the star player. So I would expect him to play a top six role and, or at least get a good opportunity doing that. We are joined right now by Mike Rupp, who uh, works on the Penguins broadcast, as well as the NHL Network. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers now. It should be noted, people are asking, well, why does this guy keep getting traded so much? Okay, why is this guy getting traded all the time? Chicago and Pittsburgh, like, Jim Jim Rutherford's made more trades than any other manager in the league over the course of the last three or four seasons, hasn't he? Yes, he's he's a gunslinger. Gunslinger. I mean, he's not afraid to make moves. Makes bold moves, um, and, and makes moves in uh, in quantity as well. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's tough. You could say that about Dominic Cavoon, but I think it's you know when you're looking at teams that are in certain situations. I think whether it was in Chicago or in Pittsburgh, you start the season with an idea of what your lineup is going to be, what guys you want to see work in certain roles. And that doesn't mean other guys can't overtake those positions, but some of those guys don't give, aren't given the same amount of lives as far as, you know, if you have a guy going into the season, you're like, hey, this guy's going to play top six. He's going to be on a wing with Leon Dreisaitl. That guy's going to get more of an opportunity to, to kind of be forced into that position because that's how they structure the team to be built. Well, this, well you got a guy like Cahoon or any other player, player X, that comes in there and kind of takes the position away. It's always kind of like a... A bonus, and he wasn't really figured to be in there. I, I just think that once this once this kid gets consistent playing time on those lines, he could put up some points. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he had a nice stretch in Pittsburgh. I want to say he was on about uh, man. I feel like he was on about a ten game point streak. It's something really good going in Pittsburgh for a while there, and uh, he, he can connect the dots with those highly skilled guys. Well, I think it's music to the fans' ears, Mike, to hear you talk about the fact that if Jenny Melkin was disappointed to see Dominic Cahoon get traded, I mean, you played over 600 games in the NHL. What does it mean to have a top, I mean, last year, Leon Dreisaitl won the Hart Trophy, to have a player of that caliber go to bat for you? No, it's it's huge. Um, put it this way, if, you know, we've always... <laughs> Uh, I talked, you know, it's funny, I actually had a conversation with Tom Wilson after they won the cup in training camp the next year. And, and obviously Tom Wilson's a polarizing player. Yeah, I was doing a, um, a, a feature on them after the Stanley Cup with NHL Network, and I was in there, I was talking to him on the bench after practice. And I just felt like, you know, here's a guy who, you know, he's really taking advantage of opportunities. The kid can play. He's a skilled player. I mean, he's he's a unicorn in this league, what he yes, can do. He is. But we we know he's getting picked on as far as how he plays and these things, and he crosses the line and how he's got to clean it up and blah, 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 blah. I said to him, I'm like, hey, man, block out that noise because, listen, the one thing I learned, and I've been in that position, you can play with these guys, and they love playing with you because if they did not love playing with you, guess what? You would never find a shift on their line. If, if, if. 
Alex Ovechkin did not like playing with Tom Wilson. Guess what? Tom would never be on the would never be on the other uh, the other wing. And and that's kind of the point where I, I think as players, if you're getting that opportunity to play with skilled guys, and you get some stretches, that must mean that they. They're, they're good with that, and that's a huge compliment, I think, when you can have a player like Evgeny Malkin that really wants to play with you. And, uh, um, you know, at the end of the day, these superstars, and there's two big ones in Edmonton, if, they're, if they get a guy thrown on their wing and it's not working and they're not feeling like their game, there's a lot, of, there's a lot on their, those guys' plates. They're going to make it very known to the coaching staff, hey, we got to try something different. So uh, that's why I think. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I think a player like Dominic Cahoon could kind of, you know, stick out his chest a little bit more. When, when a player like that goes to bat for you, you must be doing something right. Uh, and Leon's very high on Connor Yamamoto as well, who had 26 points in 27 games, went plus 17 in Edmonton. We're joined by Mike Rupp, who won a Stanley Cup with the New Jersey Devils, longtime NHLer, now with the NHL Network. Mike, uh, speaking of Pittsburgh, you know, the Oilers lost to Chicago, a 5 versus 12 seed. Edmonton outplayed the Blackhawks in the final two games. Chicago had a lot of veteran experience. Pittsburgh ran up against a different animal in Montreal. I mean, Carey Price is Carey Price. What did you see? I mean, Pittsburgh's got championship pedigree. What happened in that series? Um, Pittsburgh is... Pittsburgh's kind of lost a little thunder over the last couple of years as far as just that edge, just having that competitive edge. And I think their superstars have it. You know, Gino and, and Sid certainly bring it. But it's got to be more than that. And I think that sometimes you have players that, you know, you've got to go to the rink as a role player, and you've got to feel like you can have an impact on a game just as much as the big guys. That's the mindset you have to be in. It might look different. Your impact will probably be different, but you have to have ownership in the results of the game. And I feel like sometimes the Pittsburgh Penguins and some of these really skilled uh, these teams that are really have some really uh, world, uh, you know, out of this world skill talent. It's almost like you're just you're waiting for them to take over. And mm. you know, when you're going against the Montreal Canadiens team, the one thing that stood out to me, their defense with Ben Sherratt, you know, uh, Shea Weber, Jeff Petrie, who you guys know really well, and I would say they they played mean. They were mean decor. They weren't letting you near Carey Price. They weren't letting second-chance opportunities. And the forward group there in, in Montreal, just they played really hard. They didn't give you much. You had to be patient. And I think it frustrated Pittsburgh. So um, Montreal, I'll tell you what, there's no fluke what happened there. I, I would have 
I would have bet the farm that there was no chance that Montreal would beat Pittsburgh. No chance. And when you watch that series, they earned every bit of it, and they deserve to win that series. Yeah, I uh, and now they've added Edmondson on defense. Like, they've got a firm, hard, competitive defense. they got a guy named Romanov who plays a bit like uh, Darius Kasparitis. Uh, they're going to be an interesting team, Montreal, to watch in the future. I don't know if their young centers can be as good as they were in the playoffs. And i got Gallagher, who I love, who's just, you know, he's born here in Edmonton, and he's just a tenacious little, uh, little guy out on the ice. All right, uh, speaking of competitiveness, I know you had some thoughts. Word got out that the Ontario Hockey League, uh, that there was an individual in the government in Ontario that were saying, well, you can play hockey, but there won't be any body checking. Uh, you <laughs> you played in the OHL. We all know what type of game you played. Uh, you know, you're, you squared up with virtually every heavyweight in the league for a number of years, and you could play. I have a feeling you might have a pretty uh, interesting perspective on taking contact out of hockey. They must be talking about putting a shot clock in then because I don't know how you're going to get the puck away from someone else. You know, I mean, I don't know. I, you, you've got – I actually think – and, you know, uh, Scott Mayfield actually put a tweet out, New York Islanders defenseman. It actually made a lot of sense too. He said, you know what, the, when you look at it, if you took body checking out, I think it's going to be even more close encounter battles. So if, if COVID-19 is really something you're trying to prevent by taking body checking out, which I – think it's run deeper than that um it's it's not it doesn't really make sense for anybody that's played the game and you know bob like it's that 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 doesn't make sense and i'm not even you know i it's not about old school new school this or that hockey is a contact game and how how are you supposed to you know play the game and try to get the puck away when you you can't uh you can't use your body so i i think the thing i got a, a big you know a lot of a lot of comments from players former players uh i I would hope that they don't go down that path because at that point i mean honestly if it's about COVID, then then don't play but don't change the game completely um that makes me think it's not necessarily all about COVID. yeah so you're a little bit political as well and i think you might be on to something love having you on the show thank you for the perspective on uh dominic and enjoy uh, there, there, there's something happening down in the states today isn't there a pretty big deal in fact the state that you're in could be a big swing state so uh we'll have to keep an eye on that enjoy your day mike hey thanks bob anytime man you guys enjoy. Yeah, all right, Yvette, that is Michael Rupp. Mike Rupp, a longtime NHL player, won a Stanley Cup of the New Jersey Devils, uh, was once a top 10 NHL draft pick and kind of reinvented himself as, um, you know, he was six foot five, And he could skate and he could play, but he had to drop the gloves once in a while as well. Uh, we are going to tell you this right now. There's an old saying, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford. Definitely, your Ford truck authority. And you know what? They are ensuring that all AHS recommended safety protocols are currently being followed at Brent Ridge Ford out in Wetaskiwin. So head out there, go see Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang. Brent Ridge Ford, they'll take care of you. Tell them that Oilers now sent you. We do have an update on a couple of injury fronts. We're also going to get to this day in Oilers history. Uh, we're not going to take a break, Brendan. We're going to keep going here because we're getting lots of texts as well. Well, I, I know I already mentioned back in 2011, Nikolai Happy Whelan starting the year 6-0-2 in 2011. And uh, the Oilers improving to 8-2-2. It was a Saturday night game, a 3-0 victory in Los Angeles. 
But you have uh, another date way back in the early 90s. 1992. In fact, the Oilers play the Ottawa Senators for the first time and score a 5-2 victory behind two goals from Scott Mellenby. The Oilers improved to 4-8-1. The Sens, they sunk to 1-10-1. That's uh, uh, back in the state of 1992. Uh, should tell you, Royal Pizza, pizza past and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Uh, so you heard what Mike said. I mean, he certainly agrees that the regular season is played differently than the playoffs, and then the playoffs, and it certainly played differently than it was when he played. And I, I think we're going to continue to move in that fashion just a quick update speaking of injuries and these are i I think we've all kind of resigned ourselves to the fact that the orders will not have oscar clefbaum for this upcoming season this out of dallas the dallas stars have announced updates on ben bishop and tyler sagan bishop underwent right knee surgery to repair a torn meniscus today Uh, the rehabilitation and recovery time is approximately five months uh, from the date of the surgery, which actually occurred on October the 21st, in fairness, October the 21st. So five months, uh, November, December, January, February, March. So he'd be ready sometime around March the 21st, which would be about two months into the NHL season, if I'm going to hazard a guess. Sagan, meanwhile, had right hip uh, surgery on November the 2nd in New York City. He, too, is five months. So that will be taking him into April. Hmm. Tough go there for the couple of Dallas's really good players. And people forget that about Dallas ultimately losing in the Stanley Cup final to Tampa Bay. They weren't that healthy. There you go. Uh, Oilers GM says Bob Darius Kasparitis was a very physical player. He texts us on our Ashley Fine Flores text line. Are you telling me Romanoff plays that kind of hockey? I'm telling you that Romanoff's a hitter. He is a guy that gets in front of you. Uh, this text comes in. Uh, Bob, if you can't body check, why not go all in and play the game in figure skates? That way you could change the rules to allow two to four double axles per period. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. I can't agree with Mark Spector on today's edition of Oilers Now. The Oilers didn't really play any playoffs. It was more of a tournament with four months rest. Playoffs, uh, when they come uh, from a full season last year, would have been a gauge that you could realistically measure. 30 teams lost out on that measurement. Even Chicago didn't get a true measurement. Hmm. Hmm. Here we go. Uh, our Fear the Fin fan, we were just talking a bit about the election, says a very good friend of mine who works at Stanford coaching one of their sports teams and who attended that institution from 94 to 97, graduating with a degree in public policy, uh, told me that his income tax rate will be 62.5% should Biden be elected? Really? Really? I, I would find that a little bit uh, surprising. I don't know. It's going to be a very uh, intriguing game. By the way, Jack Michaels called some of Michael Rupp's high school games. Hard to believe. You'll hear Jack on Friday's edition of Oilers. Now, we'll be back at it tomorrow. I wonder what we're going to talk about with Brian Lott, who's down in the state of hockey in Minnesota, and John Shannon, our NHL insider, along with David Staples. We're going to have a highly politicized edition of Oilers now.
because you know what? Sometimes you got to go into the mouth of the lion. Uh, I wonder what's going to happen. Well, tonight, 6.30 Chad's got you covered, man. Uh, an abbreviated version of Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, followed by a special global news coverage of the U.S. election from 7 through midnight. Again, tomorrow, Brian Lott, NHL Network, David Staples, Call to Hockey, NHL Insider, John Shannon. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chit Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Have a terrific Tuesday, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.